It's not picking you up for some reason. How about now? Yes, it is. Where's Rachel? You're not that loud. I think it's just because the microphone's not really facing you. I need an extra table for tea. It's called the ground. No one puts tea in the corner. Welcome back to the Christ in Culture. This is Gordon. And this is Clint. And we are back for one other week face-to-face. The last week of Advent. The last week of Advent. And it well, is our... Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's week four. We're in week oh, three. Oh, gosh. It's Saturday. Dang it. We release on Saturday. Tomorrow uh, is the last week of Advent. I thought, like, you're talking about right now. And I was like, oh. no, it's week three, but... Time travel. Yes. When this comes out, it'll be... Yeah. In a few hours, week four. Yeah, the holidays are kind of weird because we travel. None of us are actually from Houston, and so the, the holidays are, are weird trying to get all these episodes out which, for you guys. if you listen to one of the episodes, previous, which one did we do remotely recently? Pinocchio. So, yeah, if you listen to Pinocchio and you're like, the sound quality is like not as great, it's because I got a new computer... Mm-hmm. back when maybe you heard like i didn't have a computer and all that jazz and it's an dinosaur yeah and so we were testing out the remote capabilities just like right now we're testing out that this is going to even work on my computer <laughs> and record on it and uh because you leave in like two days yeah two days to go to like canada or something Canada. Well, it's, it's basically South Canada. It's yeah. Iowa. Yep. It's just the Midwest. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to visit my family in Iowa. I haven't seen them in a year. So since last Christmas. So it should be good. Yeah. And so uh, future pod episodes, if you choose to record or just break up the whole band altogether, is going they're going to be remotely. Break up the band altogether. I'm only gone for two weeks. <laughs> We've been decided. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> you're breaking this on me right now. Um, well, this is awkward. We have guests lined up. So. <laughs> oh my uh, gosh. Okay, what have you been taking in this week? Not a whole lot. Um, I finished the show Daybreak. What is that? It's the Netflix like new apocalypse TV series. Is it good? It's interesting. Um, it's. I think I remember the way I said it was like it's like Zombieland meets um, like some high school drama. Riverdale. Yeah, it meets yeah, Riverdale. I remember you describing it now. Meets like uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I forgot what it was called. Yeah, so it it is good. The ending is not what i not what i was expecting and i don't know not a good ending no it's not bad it's just like huh like 
by like this last four episodes or three episodes, you you know, there's moments where you're just like, wait, what? This obviously it's a like a fantasy, you know, fiction because it's an apocalyptic stone. But then they just took it to like another weird weird level, um, and so yeah, it's it's good though. I did enjoy it, and it's really easy to watch. Mm-hmm. It's definitely an easy one. So, but that's really about it. Me and Lizzie did watch a stand up by Mike. Burblia? Biglia? Biglia? Yeah, I think so. Bur- Burblia? Burglia? Burglia. Burglia. Mike Burglia. Really hilarious. Really funny. Kind of kind of clean comedian, but... Hmm. Um, I mean, he did say, like, cuss words, but to explain why he didn't say cuss words, and, like, to... Only when he was, like, quoting someone else, not, like... Or not like as a, the joke itself. Yeah, not, like, in the midst. And, yeah, so... Interesting. I really, I really enjoyed it. So, I think that's about it. The best comedian in my, the best com- comedian in my opinion, uh, doesn't use like any dirty jokes. Mm-hmm. It's Brian Regan. I know. He's. Uh, we've talked about this before. I don't know if we talked about it on air, but I'm a big fan of Brian Regan. And his voice, <laughs> his, his stupid voice when he's making fun of stupidity. Um, uh. Yeah. So I've actually taken a, a decent amount for how much has been going. It's a lot of like different things. It's not a lot of one thing. It's yeah. just like bits and pieces of different shows. So um, Riverdale, uh, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. That I'm catching up on that. The Mandalorian as it comes out. Gotta watch The Mandalorian. It's been... I don't know. I don't think I'm as hyped about it as other people are. My little brother texts me every Friday morning. He's like, have you seen it yet? Uh, he's like super excited about it. And it's good. And I, I do like the characters. But the thing that's bugging me is there's no consistency to the plot. Yeah, I saw something like about that. By like It's like, what, episode seven now or six? Six. Yeah, I heard it's kind of hitting a peak where it's like you either want stuff to make sense or you're just it's just losing people yeah my fear is that they're gonna go through the entire first season not have any consistency until maybe the finale but that's pretty hard to do you can't bank on people wanting a second season just to get the answers to or people sitting through to the finale if it's like that exactly yeah yeah and i mean some people do just love the characters and i heard someone Literally yesterday, I was like, Mandalorian is the best thing that's ever happened to Star Wars. And I'm like, <laughs> eh. like I have some pretty hot, some pretty big hot takes on Star Wars, and I disagree with that one. <laughs> um, actually, I, I was having a, a discussion with my roommates before I came over. I, I actually think episode three is the best of all the movies. No. But that's fine. That's my thought. Yeah. Challenge me. Ethan Ethan would agree with you. Oh, really? Yeah. I've only ever met, well, now two people who agree with me. He thinks the prequels are better in general. Oh, I don't know about that. Episode three is probably the, and don't quote me on that for him. Sorry, Ethan, if I'm wrong. But I know he does think episode three is. Yeah. yeah. I think episode three is by far the best, in my opinion. Um, Yeah. And then. Everybody has them. Everyone has them. Sometimes they're wrong. Sometimes. They're like me and they're right. Everybody, it's just like everybody has buttholes. Yep. We all have them. Except for aliens. And they all stink. Well, 
Nice. <laughs> well, well played. Well played. Uh, the show that I did watch all the way through, though, uh, is The Dragon Prince on okay. Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard of it. You've never heard of it? No. Sounds... I've definitely talked about it on here before. Sure. So it's on Netflix. It's a kid show. It's definitely a kid show, but it's the same people who made Avatar, The Last Airbender, and The Legend of Korra. And it's about this completely different world, but the actor that plays Sokka also plays an actor... Or also plays a character in this huh. uh, show. Really, really good. And it's a the plot. I mean, the plot's completely different. the The way of presenting the story is kind of similar in that they do instead of seasons, it's called books. Okay. And there's six elements instead of earth, wind, fire. It's like um, the sun, the moon, uh, and like all these different things. Um, I can't remember all of them, but there's six of them. And there's like this nation of elves and there's six different types of elves, each based off the different powers and the humans who broke away and do like dark magic and stuff. So it's kind of like their story. Season three just came out in November and I finally got to watch it this last weekend. So really, really good. I basically just sat down and When did you watch it? When did I watch it? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't even know what day it is half the time. You okay, said last weekend. I was like, when did you have time to binge something last weekend? No, not like, not like two this days weekend. ago. Okay, like the weekend before. The weekend before. That makes more sense. Yeah, and then I have been still doing that um, online course, which I don't know if you started that. I have yet. started it, but I've not kept up with it well. Okay, yeah. But I know Sarah passed her first test. Hey, yeah, probably your second one too. Yeah, I'm on. I just started week three, so it it's been pretty good so far. I think I have like three full pages of handwritten notes for each lesson so far. So if you want the Spark Notes version, I can help you out. <laughs> um, but that's been pretty good. And yeah, for, for those of you who are taking it with us, uh, we can we can talk about that. If if uh, you're a a patron, we can video chat on it and everything too. Then the last thing that I wanted to bring up is uh, Twitch. I've been spending some time on Twitch checking stuff out with Bearded Blevins, uh, who we've done an episode with before. You can check that out. And then the other person that I've been hanging out on her stream a lot is Miss Ruby, uh, who we're actually going to be having on the show next weekend. Yeah. So check her out. It's Miss Ruby on Twitch. And uh, yeah, you'll hear more about her next week. And then (laughs) I just came off a lock-in. Yes. Which is just like music for 15 hours straight, basically. So I'm not even going to go into all the different things, but basically everything. And then today. Here we are. Here we are. So we were trying to come up with some uh, a topic for today. And looking through our to-do list, which is literally pages long, of pages long of different things. Um, yeah, because we haven't really touched it in a while. Yeah, not really. No. We've had a lot of different stuff we've taken in. So I noticed there's a lot of songs on there that we just like hadn't touched or like hadn't even looked at. And a lot of them I don't think would be good for a full episode. And that's probably why we haven't touched them to this point. And so what we're going to actually do is cover a few of those different songs and see how, at least I think, they kind of go together and tell a story even though they're by completely different artists and completely different genres. Sounds good. So 
The first one is actually by Mr. Christmas himself, Michael Buble. Michael Buble. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be doing the song Lost. So kind of a kind of a slow one, kind of a yeah, sad one a little bit. It. Never heard of it? No. Do you like Michael Buble? Yeah. Huh. This is a pretty big one. Um, Maybe I'd recognize it if I heard it. All right. Well, let's find out. So let's go ahead and get started. I can't believe it's over. I watched the whole thing fall. And I never saw the writing that was on the wall. If I'd only knew, the days were slipping past, that the good things never last, that you were crying. Summer turned to winter, and the snow, it turned to rain, and the rain turned into tears upon your face. I hardly recognized the girl you are today. And God, I hope it's not too late. It's not too late. Because you were not alone. I'm always there with you. And we'll get lost together till the light comes pouring through. Because when you feel like you're done and the darkness has won, babe, you're not lost. When your world's crashing down and you cannot bear the cross, I said, baby, you're not lost. Let's go ahead and stop there. So, uh, has it kind of broken down kind of weird, but that's the first verse and the the chorus. Anything that stands out to you? What's he saying? So because it sounds like like they broke up. Yeah, but he also it's confusing because he also said like you're not the same person, but he still wants to like be together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a if I understand, it's like a breakup, right? But he's trying to like convince her that with all the chaos, I don't think you really find out what caused it necessarily, but they kind of like fell apart and became different people. Uh, and he thinks coming back together, uh, would, would fix that. That's the, uh, like human way of looking at it, I guess. What do you have? So my thought is, I think all of these, songs that we're going to be covering today are kind of a portrayal of a relationship. Okay. Um, and like every time we do a love song, I think it's the way we're going to portray it is between us and God. Uh, so this one I think is kind of like God speaking to us after we've turned our back on him. And obviously it's not a perfect representation. Right. Um, but it's this idea that it, it's over and it's kind of fallen apart. Um, we have the part summer turned to winter and snow, it turned to rain and the rain, it turned to tears upon your face. And I hardly recognize the girl that you are today. And it's this person that's changed so much that they are and like left the person so drastically, I guess, um, that it's hard to recognize who they are anymore. And obviously that, like I said, it's not a perfect representation because God knows who we are to our inmost being. Um, but I think that kind of speaks to when we start to lose who we are, um, because God knows, he knows who we are. And so when we change that, it becomes more unrecognizable, even though obviously God still recognizes us. But then there's the, the chorus, I think is, is kind of big. And that's one of the main things I wanted to focus on. Where does that start? Which, which, uh, the babe, you're not lost. Okay. So, let's just go ahead and read through that part again. 
and we'll get lost together till the light comes pouring through, because when you feel like you're done and the darkness has won, babe, you're not lost. When your world's crashing down and you cannot bear the cross, I said, baby, you're not lost. So something that comes to mind, well, one, um, I think everything you said, I mean, I know you mentioned this before we started the podcast, like the re- another reason you kind of have like a few more songs, I think you might have said this again, is like, ooh, he just burnt his tongue on tea. Yeah, it was hot. That was really hot. And uh, that's why I drink beer. <laughs> no. Um, and uh, like you said that, you know, these these songs, we can look at them and kind of very easily draw out the themes. Yeah. But together they still kind of say that other story. For sure. Um, one thing I, I really like about the chorus is I think the way it's meant is, you know, uh, okay, let's get lost together in the sense of like, okay, you're different and we're apart, but let's like journey in uh, this indifference, this heartbreak, this just this next stage. You know, winter is now rain. All these like things are changing. Mm-hmm. Let's just journey this change together um, until there's light, till we see the light on the other side. Yeah. Like, you know, and we always say light, you know, he's God. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when it seems like you have nothing like the cross you're bearing is something you just want to throw on the ground or you You can't even move. You're not lost. But I think another way to take this, which is really beautiful. And I think it's important, especially for maybe some of our listeners right now is that line. And we'll get lost together. So light comes pouring through also is painting a picture that like in that journey, since, you know, they can't be lost if they're together. So he's saying, well, like, like, let's get lost together in the sense of like, look, maybe we do need space. You need to journey through this change on your own, and I need to journey through this change on my own. But we also need to remember when it seems like I'm just like wanting to punch my pillow and cry because of it, you're also going through the same thing. Mm. Like, I'm not alone in this. And that's something else we can cling to in our faith. Like, I'm not, I'm not ever alone in this because I have a guardian angel or I have God who's like with me. Right. But it seems like, Everything is against me, and I can't even like pick up the cross that I'm supposed to be. Carrying. Right, for sure. And I think going back to you're asking about like how or what the story actually means, I think this kind of reveals a little bit of. It, it seems like he's singing to a girl who didn't just break up with him because of like relationship issues. It sounds like she's going through some really hard stuff. Yeah, and it sounds like it's almost like I need space to figure out who I am kind of break up, you know? Um, and with that being said, it would make sense that she feels lost. Right. Right. And he's saying, okay, you're lost. I totally understand. Let me get lost with you. Like we can go on this journey, journey together. The term that's being thrown around in youth ministry, like crazy right now is accompaniment. (laughs) Yeah. And, I think this is kind of like what people talk about when they say accompaniment in youth ministry. It's the idea of, okay, you're lost. Let me go with you. Not to just turn you around and show you the right way. Let's walk together. And it, the example they use is the road to Emmaus, where Jesus walks with the two disciples who are leaving Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And someone made a point where um, the fact that they're leaving Jerusalem means they're going the wrong way. Right. And instead of Jesus being like, nope, come back, he's like, can I walk with you? And after they walk and after they 
talk and eventually Jesus reveals who he is through breaking the bread, that's when they're like, oh my gosh, we need to go back and tell everyone. And so he walks with them the wrong direction for a little bit in order to bring them back to the light, to the right direction. So that's kind of what I'm seeing here. Um, when everything's going crazy and you cannot bear the cross, baby, you're not lost. I, I, I will help carry that cross with you. So that's kind of that part. And I think the rest of the song is, is basically the same thing. We can kind of go through this next verse and see if we can pull anything out here. It says, life can show no mercy. It can tear your soul apart. It can make you feel like you've gone crazy, but you're not. Things have seemed to change. There's one thing that's still the same. In my heart, you have remained. And we can fly, fly, fly away. Because you are not alone. And I am there with you. And we'll get lost together. Till the light comes pouring through. Because when you feel like you're done, and the darkness has won, babe, you're not lost. When the world's crashing down, and you cannot bear to crawl, I said, baby, you're not lost. And it kind of just repeats that until the song's over. So, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I this this reminds me of that Macklemore song that we did, the the gallows. Oh, shadows. Yeah, running from the right, shadows. and the idea of like this is this is the other person within that story that's on the other's perspective, like seeing him or seeing her like lost or alone or ruining his life the drinking or heartache or whatever yeah or the achilles come down song kind of too exactly and it's just like even when it feels like the darkness is one and the world's crashing down you're not lost and then like we've brought this up i think a few times now like the uh um goodwill hunting with that last line like you're not lost you're not lost yeah you're not lost it's okay it's not your fault yeah um yeah that's that's really yeah, for sure. And like I said, I think that second verse is a lot of kind of just reiterating the stuff from before. Um, I do like the line of life can show no mercy. It can tear your soul apart. And in a way, that's kind of like what sin is. Like it's it's tearing your soul, not necessarily like in half, like a, well, I guess kind of like a horcrux. Um, <laughs> I think we, we did an episode on that actually, like you way back did. in the beginning. Yeah. But it tears you apart from God. Right? That's what sin does. It divides us and tears us away from him. And I think life, I don't know, life is good, but I, I think there's parts of life that can be merciless. There's parts of life that obviously are tempting and that can pull us away from him. And so just refocusing on that light that it talks about before, I think is huge. And so the last three songs, so the remainder of the these in my perspective are coming from the person who God was just talking to. Okay. And so the rest of this is kind of like their journey in my eyes. So the next song is complete genre shift. I want to know what love is by foreigner. So, uh, this is, what is this? I think it's from like the eighties, right? Yeah. Gosh, my mom would kill me for not knowing this. Uh, I think it's from the eighties. It is great. I trust you. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll go ahead and go through this. I think this is going to be a pretty obvious one, um, but we can we can talk through it. So verse number one, I've got to take a little time, a little time to think things over. I better read between the lines in case I need it when I'm older. 
Now this mountain I must climb feels like a world upon my shoulders. Through the clouds I see love shine. It keeps me warm as life grows colder. And then the pre-chorus and chorus. In my life, there's been heartache and pain. I don't know if I can face it again. Can't stop now. I've traveled so far to change this lonely life. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. I know you can show me. Let's go ahead and stop there. You kind of see uh, where I was getting the... Yeah, this opposite story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a little confusing with the chorus. Okay. I'd I'd want to know who would she be talking to, the person that she just left, (laughs) or is she praying? And I would say this in probably a prayer like in the midst of not being able to carry a cross. Oh yeah. I'm definitely seeing this. Like I said, as the conversation between her, like the, her and God, and God just like yeah, you're saying before. for sure. Then, yeah. I mean, this is once again, what we were just saying that Macklemore song, the uh, Achilles come down, like this life is a mountain. Um, I've been seek, I've been like living and moving and I'm growing and getting older in this world and everything hurts and it's cold and I just, I think it's another song, not Achilles, but it was another song by that same band that was, it's kind of like with the same thing. I want to know what love is. Yeah. I think it was the one with the, the father who just lost yes, his just wife lost and his, son. Exactly. Or like that. It's like, I, I know this isn't it, but I still need someone to just show me. I still need you, God, or just something yeah. to like really explain this whole thing for me. For sure. And I think the pre-chorus kind of, fits in with the idea of the girl from the previous song Mm -hmm. going through something really, really hard. It's the, in my life, there's been heartache and pain. I don't know if I can do it again, but the next line, which she says, but I can't just stop. I can't just give up now. And that's a huge, huge victory right there. Right. In that, in that line and saying, I need to do something. And so in my mind, as I was kind of looking through these songs, the chorus is exactly what you said. It's like her falling to her knees, just feeling completely defeated and saying, I've come too far. Like I can't do this on my own and I need help. And so that's where we have, I want to know what love is. And like we said before, God is love. And so if you're speaking to God and saying, I want to, I want to know what you are. I want to know who you are. And I want you to show me. I want to feel who you are. And I know you can show me, right? And so it's this idea of like, I, the only way I can fix this, the only way I can get better, I can get out of this situation that I feel stuck in is to truly and intimately know who you are. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I was seeing there. And then we have verse three. I'm going to take a little time, a little time to look around me. I've got nowhere left to hide. It looks like love has finally found me. And then we go into the the same thing. In my life, there's been heartache and pain. I don't know if I can face it again. Can't stop now. I've traveled so far to change this lonely life in that chorus. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. I know you can show me. And then the bridge, chorus, and outro are basically that repeated over and over again. So... Anything from that final verse three? Yeah. 
I do have something, but if you have something, go ahead, because I need to look it up. Yeah, uh, kind of just something small, but it's this this last two lines there, I guess. I've got nowhere left to hide. And that kind of feeds into the whole, like, I feel completely broken and defeated. And we've mentioned this before, but it's like when we feel the most broken, that's when we realize that we need God. Um, And it's in that brokenness and it's in that feeling of there's nowhere else to hide where she finally just admits like, okay, I have nowhere to hide. Like, this is me. This is who I am. And in that vulnerability of not being able to hide herself, the next line, it looks like love has finally found me. It's when she's not hiding. It's when she's gotten away from all of these things that she's trying to cover and hide herself with that finally love is able to find her. So that's what I had. Yeah. So what came to mind, and this is totally off how you were like laying this story out mm-hmm. is just, I think the perfect harmony of, you know, what were this, this story through these lyrics and the season of Advent that we're in right now. Um, because, mm-hmm. because the season of Advent being the coming of Christ, right. whether it's through the birth of Jesus, or the second coming, and then, oh no, oh, okay. And then every Sunday so far, I don't know, it depends on which church you might go to, but we've heard the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, mm-hmm. which is, you know, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and ransomed captive Israel, like, rans- like this city that is enslaved right now, please ransom us, that mourns in lonely exile here. Like, that's not, it's a really beautiful song of Christmas, but it's a really sad song. Mm-hmm. It's a song of like what she is saying right now, like, please come love, because right now I am alone and I feel enslaved and I'm just needing you to, to come and show me this thing and yeah. just fill my heart or fill my life or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I. If you, want, you guys want to know more about that song, there's actually a lot more to it than what we hear in yeah, the song. So look up O Antiphons, like the yes. letter O. Each week there's like a different one. There's like seven. But or? it's not each week. It's the, I think it's the nine days before, like leading up to Christmas. Oh, that's summer, right. Which, yeah. uh, by the time this comes out, it's going to be. No, it started today. Yeah. So check it out. You can still get the tail end of it. O Antiphons. Antiphons is A-N-T-I-P-H-O-N-S. But the one that you were just talking about, the ransom captive Israel, that the word ransom, it, it didn't have as much meaning to me when I sang the song until I really thought about like what ransom meant back then. And like obviously it's it's a big thing now too, but like or to redeem. Because something we forget is traveling back then was super dangerous. And so like if you weren't traveling in a caravan there were like highwaymen and raiders who would attack you. Yeah. They'd take all your stuff and they would kidnap you and they'd hold you ransom until someone redeemed you to someone bought you back. And you were essentially a slave for these people unless your family agreed with these people on a price for like what you were worth. And so when it says like Jesus redeemed us, it means just like Israel was captive and it was enslaved we are enslaved by our sin. And so by Christ's sacrifice and his resurrection, 
he bought us back and he paid the price. He agreed on a price, right? And the price that was agreed upon, the value that they said that we were worth is himself, like literally God. So we are worth one divine being. Uh, and that's, it's just mind blowing that he's saying, I'll give you literally the most valuable thing in existence. Yeah. And that's what you're worth. Just mind blowing. So that kind of like flipped my mind for that, that verse that you were just talking about. Anything else for Foreigner? No, no, I think that's good. Okay. Song number three. We're going to go for another complete genre shift to country music. I run... What do you call this country music? Pop country. <laughs> I run to you. Yeah, so this is I Run to You by Lady Antebellum. So the reason I know this isn't country music is I like this song. <laughs> <laughs> this song was like top of yeah, the Billboard charts, or like on the Billboard charts, charts for like... Almost two years or something like that. It was like ridiculously long. Okay. So I Run to You by Lady Annabellum. So I think this is like the next stage. So in I Want to Know What Love Is, we have that conversion of where she's like, okay, I want to know who you are and I'm ready to like make that shift. Now I Run to You, we have like, I'm in, I'm going for it. So let's get started. I run from hate. I run from prejudice. I run from pessimists, but I run too late. I run my life, or is it running me? I run from my past, I run too fast, or too slow it seems. When lies become the truth, that's when I run to you. This world keeps spinning faster into a new disaster, so I run to you. I run to you, baby. When it all starts coming undone, baby, you're the only one I run to. I run to you. So let's start with that. First and foremost, I think every song so far has had baby in it. Yeah. And that's important because baby Jesus is coming. (laughs) (laughs) So I was listening to this one on the way over here and like baby obviously has two syllables. So I would like literally just threw in Jesus because I know we always (laughs) always talk about that. But I was like, I wonder if this would actually work. And I threw in Jesus to the song and it like. It actually it fits, and it sounds like a weird-sounding country. This world uh, like, keeps spinning faster to a new disaster. Yeah, you should go country. <laughs> so I run to you. Um, Jesus. Yeah, no, I think this is great. I think, you know, the first part, it's it's saying, like, what she's trying to run away from, but then that right. line, but I run too late, explains, like, the first two songs we exactly. just covered. Yep. Um, and then, like, saying that she's, like, you know, trying to run from her past, but she's running too slow. And I love the line when lies become truth. Yes. That's when I run to you. Yeah. And obviously like, it's not saying like something that is false magically becomes becomes true. true. We've we've talked about that. I think last episode, like in one of the songs from frozen, some truths are just, yeah, they're just true. There's always true. Right. Well, not some truths. All truths are always true. (laughs) Right. Um, but it's when you start to believe those lies yeah. as your and own it's like truth. Your world seems to be encompassed by these lies, and that right. becomes the norm. And I think that's what they're trying to say. It's yes, like that's exactly what they're trying to yeah. say. And that's when you run to the confessional, or you run it, to God. That's when I need to, to get adoration. away from this world, and I need to go to you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to bring this up. So we always talk about, like, society says, or, like, culture says, and I've always felt really uncomfortable about that because of the, the topic, like, our whole thing on this show is that not everything in culture is bad. Even the bad things we can yeah. use for good. Right. I heard an Australian use a phrase 
that Americans would never use. But they, they said, when the grain tells you. Because going like with the grain or against right. the grain. And I was like, that's such a better way of phrasing it than the culture or society. Because we create the culture and society. Right. And like this whole podcast is a part of culture and society. Right. Exactly. So, I, I don't know. That's cool. I think it's a better phrase. But that's totally a separate topic. Right, we got to change the name of the podcast. When, uh, the grain and culture. <laughs> the grain and culture? That's the way you... Yeah. Not Christ the grain. <laughs> you took Christ out of the podcast. <laughs> oh, my laugh is going to skyrocket through that. I'm so sorry. It's so funny. Uh, the Christ and grain. Christ has left the podcast. <laughs> That'll make sense when we hit the last song. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's going to spike through. I tried <laughs> to move okay. away. It's fine. Oh, that was so funny. I didn't do that on purpose. <laughs> oh, I'm so embarrassed. That's great. Uh, okay, back to the actual show. Um, yeah, the part right after what you said, though, too, this world keeps spinning faster into a new disaster. I mean, we all feel that. Like, everyone in America right now is just like, oh, this is such a awful time to be like living in america like first off no it's not suck it up but like there are a lot of like really rough things going on like in the church we have this scandal i don't know if you've been feeling this but like even in the church like there's been a lockdown on just like rules and stuff like we have more rules in ministry where we just need to be really really careful on everything um yeah and like there are disasters after disaster I'm not saying like it it actually is the worst time in America to be alive. I don't think that's true. But like there are like in all ages and all times there's a lot of bad in the world, mm-hmm. right? And so when those things happen, it's the same thing. We recognize that, we turn and we we run. Yep. And if you're running from something, you're running to something or in this case someone else. What? Bum bum bum. bum. All right. Next verse. We run on fumes. Your life and mine, like the sands of time, slipping right on through. And our love's the only truth. That's why I run to you. This world keeps spinning faster into a new disaster. So I run to you. I run to you, baby. When it all starts coming undone, baby, you're the only one I run to. I run to you. Whoa, oh. Oh, I run to you. And then the end is basically just repeating that. Thoughts in this last section. I mean, it's very similar. It is. Hmm. The, the one thing I do want to kind of bring up here, so like obviously we, we run on fumes, uh, just like feeling completely defeated, but our love's the only truth. I don't know how I feel about that as like stated as it is, because um, obviously there's other truth. It's literally what we just talked about. But... I think what they're trying to get at is like, this is what I know to be stable when everything else is not. Yeah. And I think that makes more sense in the way that she's singing this, the song right here. Um, But it also makes more sense in this relationship too. Cause like when nothing else makes sense and did we just talk about that too? Yeah. When lies become the truth, it's kind of the same thing when everything else seems crazy and, and doesn't make sense anymore you do so rather than saying like this is the only truth this is the truth that i know yeah. can rely on 
And I also think that um, it makes me think, something that's come to mind was there's a very, I mean, I, I like their podcast in general, but there's one episode that Catching Fox came out recently, like one of the last three, like three or four episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Very good. It's Which about relationships and respect. Oh, I just listened to that one this week. Phenomenal. Like made me, Lizzie, me and Lizzie talked about it personally together for like 30 to 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And one thing he says in that podcast is like, you know, if the world is telling you you're ugly, you're not worth it or whatever, but then your significant other or spouse tells you you're worth it and you're beautiful, like then the world is like quieted. Like that's all that matters. Right. Vice versa. If like the if the world's telling you all these all these truths and good things, your spouse says one thing that's not necessarily true, but that's what you're going to believe. And so I think in this line, like if you take it out of like just a conversation between God and God and this person, yeah, but actually sure. like in, in the idea of relationships, yeah. like as, as long as the relationship is actually out coming out of a, like Christ love, mm-hmm. then th- what, what you're running to is all only truth is something that is totally against the lies that became truth earlier in the song. Okay, so... Does that make sense? I think so. Correct me if I'm wrong. So I think what you're hinting at is Aristotle's transcendent third that we've talked about on here before. Yeah, I was totally quoting Aristotle's transcendent third. Hey, don't make fun of me. I'm not. I'm just... I'm trying to support your... I want people to know that that's what I was saying. (laughs) Well, so let me describe it though before... (laughs) Okay, yeah. You describe what I was saying. Right. So transcendent third is like when... um, a relationship is built off of like a common interest, essentially. So mm-hmm. imagine like a triangle. Okay. So the two people are the bottom corners of the triangle. And as they get closer to this third, this transcendent thing that brings those two people out of themselves and towards something else, they move up those lines and closer to that thing, but in doing so become closer to each other. Yeah. So it's like having a common goal, right? Um, but like as Christians, when we look at that, our transcendent third is... Well, first off, the transcendentals, which bring us closer to God, but God himself, essentially, right? Right. And so what you're saying, when you have a relationship, so the husband and wife are the bottom two corners of that triangle, as they move into a more Christ-like relationship, right. they grow closer themselves, and yeah. everything else doesn't matter as much. Right. And so, yeah, and essentially, like, which makes that one line makes sense. Yeah. Also, if you guys haven't checked out that episode of catching foxes it's, so good. it's really really good the one after it's good too they touch on it again a little more oh do they yeah because they had such good feedback yeah so so maybe check that out i will say uh they are more of a yeah an adult podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. so don't listen to it with your kids but maybe check it out and it's really insightful into relationships and how men and women receive love best yes so it, it's very good so with that, moving into our fourth and final song, my favorite out of all of them, we have Christ has left the building and this guy went with him. <laughs> Can't Help Falling in Love uh, by the one, 21 Pilots, the only Elvis Presley. 21 Pilots does a cover that's actually really, really good. I know. Actually, my favorite cover is uh, Haley Reinhardt. Sure. Uh, check it out okay so i think most people know this song but we'll go ahead and go through wise men say only fools rush in 
but I can't help falling in love with you. Oh, shall I stay? Would it be a sin? Oh, if I can't help falling in love with you. Like a river flows surely to the sea. Darling, so it goes. Some things are meant to be. Take my hand. Take my whole life too. Oh, for I can't help falling in love with you. And the rest is repeated. So I think this is kind of like the conclusion of the story. Like after after she runs to God, uh, this is her just like saying, I, I can't, I can't go back. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in. No matter what people say, they're like, it's dumb to run in. Like, don't, don't run to God. Like maybe walk, <laughs> maybe like a, a brisk walk. Uh, but no, this person's running all in and she's like, I, I can't help it. When I've, I've tasted this love and I, I know what it is, maybe I'm wrong, but how can I help falling in love with, with God? And then like a r- river flows surely to the sea. I mean, I remember as a little kid, we grew up on a river. Uh, we like went there as a family a lot where we'd like go to the Mississippi cause we grew up closer there too. And we'd like try and like create barricades <laughs> to like stop the water. Have you ever tried to stop a river before? No. Okay. Sounds like a really hard, impossible task. Yeah, that's kind of the point, right? Um, but I tried doing it. As Beavers could do it. Beavers can stop streams. Yeah, and rivers. <laughs> yeah, and rivers. Big ones. Uh, <laughs> the Niagara Falls. <laughs> yeah, they built that. Uh, they built the Hoover Dam. <laughs> uh, no, but, but I mean, the point is, like, a river, when it's going somewhere, it's going somewhere. You're not going to stop it. Even when we have these man-made things, what happens a lot of the times, uh, the water just goes around it, right? Or there's been earthquakes that reroute rivers to go around human dams and stuff like that. So when a river wants to go somewhere, it's going. And that's the same way, like, what she's trying to say with this relationship. Like, this is where I'm supposed to go. And then in the next line, this is how it goes. Some things are just meant to be. And like this relationship, I am made for this relationship. That's what I'm meant for. And I think that's exactly it. That's going back to theology of the body, right? That our bodies are made in the image and likeness of God and we are made to love him. That's the very reason for our existence and to be loved by him, right? We're made from love because God is love. We're made from love for love because we're made for him and we're made to love because we're made to love each other and to love him in return. Um, and so it's just kind of like what we're created for. And then the last line is kind of like just a complete submission of yeah. self. I think, yeah, take my hand, take my whole life. I can't help but falling in love with you. Anything else from that song? I kind of just railroaded. Not from that song. But just because it talked about like a river that surely flows into the sea, uh, made me think of uh, I'll meet you with the Delta, and like the whole oh, podcast yeah. because like the Delta is the meeting point, yeah, of where the river flows into the ocean usually. That was an episode we did. Was it last summer? Yeah, that was like a whole year ago already, or early this year. Was it? Huh? I don't know. Look it up. I think it I season think it was two earlier this year. Okay. Um like march or april okay yeah because the album came out fairly this year just this year feels like forever ago because it's almost over it's been such a long year but yeah just like that idea and like that song being about 
like this love that meets where those things overflow where this where this love that is like a river that surely finds its way but where it it overflows into where this it it can't it's no longer contained yeah um and so like i think that's another like great transition maybe like a challenge go listen to that song or that podcast yeah i was gonna say go listen to that one um that'd be really good to really just like break open this idea of like where god meets us yeah in, in the midst of this yeah cool uh that's all i had with those four songs lost I want to know what love is. I run to you and I can't help falling in love with you. That's perfect. I don't think this last one says baby though. Just darling. We ruined the streak. You have That's a challenge? surprising. I know. But I don't know if... Like would Elvis say baby though? Oh yeah, he would. Come on, baby. Been a moment just okay. so much. Did you know... Sorry, we'll get into challenges in a second. Did you know that I used to be like an elvis fanatic no like absolutely i wanted to be an impersonator no, no joke no, no, so no. i had life-size cutout of elvis okay. okay i had elvis scarves okay i had elvis did you uh, have the no i didn't i didn't have the the jumpsuit uh i knew all of his greatest hits and i had them memorized and i put on like shows for my family and everything i'd sell tickets didn't really make any money but you know it happens yeah i even had i had an elvis license plate i couldn't even drive i didn't have a car but i had a license plate it was great i did not know this yeah big elvis fan you know me and lizzie were just talking about this have you ever sat down and thought about how many people in the u.s maybe the world we can go to the world we can just go to u.s get married by elvis in a year oh in a year oh my gosh yeah, because there's all those impersonators who are like the the chap chaplains. <laughs> I don't know what do you call them. I've I've been wanting to like look up the jumpsuit and like send like send like it in a shopping cart to Father Clint and be like, hey, what's your size? And just do it. <laughs> oh, he would so laugh at that. I know. I'll wear it to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Can I wear it to the reception? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. Challenges. For once, I don't know if I have a like well thought out one. Well, I mean, I think this is it's it's pretty simple. So I know, but I want to when this comes out, like three days later, it's Christmas, right? So I guess so. I don't want to like give anybody like too much work. Yeah. Well, I think my. My challenge in this is like, it is still Advent, right? So make sure you're preparing yourself for the reception of Christ. If you haven't at all yet, like you have three or four days, do it. Yeah. Yeah. So take some time for that. down. Um, But I want to say something with the family. Mm -hmm. Like I was thinking about this on the way over here and just like. Well, you said in the beginning that all these songs have to do with like relationships. Yeah. And that's that's what I was thinking of. And and maybe it's just because I haven't seen my family in so long, but like I... I can't think of the last time I was this excited to like go visit my family. Um, and it has, it's been 12 months. And so it makes sense. And I don't know, like when you, maybe you're traveling to visit family, maybe you're not whatever, but like really take some time to think about like why you appreciate your family. Um, and then kind of like how it says, like I run to you, whether you want it or not, like your family is the consistent in your life you can't 
what's the saying? You can choose your friends, you can't choose your family. So why do you, why do you run to them? Yeah. Like, why are you coming home to them? Um, and really think about that and just like, uh, think of like, why do you appreciate them and why they're important in your life? Uh, that's all I, all I got. Yeah. I think another one, this might be, you know, I would kind of do this earlier on because I don't want you to be thinking about this during the holidays, but a little challenging. Like think about who in the midst of like those earlier songs you would run to. Mm. And then on Christmas day, who are you spending that time with? Like, is it the same people? Is it different people? And why? Like as a circumstance distance, I'm not going home this this holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, you should have certain days of the year um, and maybe you can't, but they're like, it doesn't have to be family. Like family could be friends. You should have certain times of the year where like, like Christmas day should be, you're sitting around and you're looking at these people and you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like, I'm so thankful. Yeah. Like this is what love is. Yeah. I want you to show me. And this is one of those few times <laughs> you can experience that. So Kind of just be self-aware during the hol- during this holiday season. It's like, as like kind of work and stuff slows down, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So in summary, our challenges are love your family. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got any shout outs? Um, he doesn't listen, but Kevin Matler, because he is fixing my car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, saving me a thousand dollars. Uh, big that's big money that's big money yeah so yeah shout out to him uh i don't have any like specific shout outs but like i said i just came off this lock-in this weekend so i want to give a shout out to all the the volunteers that helped make that possible because i would literally be just like physically dead right now um and just have no energy whatsoever those of you who have been like listening to the podcast from the beginning you might remember when Gordon and I were on this lock-in this time last year and then recorded immediately after we got off the retreat. It was it was an interesting episode. So yeah. I appreciate those volunteers making my life a little bit easier and, and helping with that, including Kevin, actually. Kevin was one of those volunteers. So Kevin gets a double shout-out. <laughs> with that... Uh, Wow, why did I just freeze up? (laughs) Take that out. You're not going to take that out. Where can they find us? Yeah, with that, if you guys enjoy this show and you want to support us and have access to extra episodes, interviews, cool stuff with Gordon and I and Steve when he's around, where we do just a bunch of random stuff, We, we have live chats and stuff like that, or our monthly newsletter, or even our merchandise. If you guys want any of that stuff, or you just want to help support the show, check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash the Christ and Culture. Follow us on Twitter at OnTheAdventure2, Facebook and YouTube. You can find all of our episodes on YouTube now, or at least most of them, at the Christ in Culture. Anything else we're missing? Oh, our website. Yeah, we do have a website. Go to our website. It's awesome. It has blogs and all the episodes and cool stuff about us and our guests, which is thechristinculture.com. I think that's everything. Yeah. Last thing. We said at the beginning, next week we're having on Miss Ruby. It's going to be awesome. Make sure you tune in. It's going to be a fun episode. She's fun. She's super fun. I'm intimidated. She has so much energy. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, it's great. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. So please tune in, and we will see you guys next week. Yeah. Please Bye. pray for us. We're praying for you. <laughs>